Hello, everyone. I am Ian Massaro, and we have alongside me Joshua Rubenstein. Unfortunately, Ryan could not be here with this one today. Uh, he had some other things to do, but you can be sure that he will be with us for the next installment of the Tri-State Power Play. How are you today, Josh? Doing, uh, doing fine today. How about you? I am doing quite well. All right, so for today's episode, we are going to run down the top three draft picks for each year of the draft up until the present. So, of course, that would be going from 2010 to 2019. So, let's just jump right into it. We're going to take a look at the 2010 NHL draft. Uh, now, obviously, throughout the years of the draft, there have been some busts, and uh, we are definitely going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about really good pickups, uh, the top three picks. But we're only going to be talking about the top three picks because we got to cover nine years of the draft. So we are going to start with 2010. Number one pick in the 2010 NHL draft, Taylor Hall drafted by the Edmonton Oilers. Josh, thoughts on Taylor Hall? Well, obviously he's not a bust. Uh, he's, he's <laughs> obviously not. I mean, I, I mean, can't say that. I mean, he's proven to be a, a lethal scorer in the NHL. Obviously, looking at his stats here, 627 games played. 218 goals, 345 assists, and uh, 563 points. Obviously, proved himself to be worthy over a number one pick. And obviously, the next person who's picked at number two in that draft, Tyler Sagan, he's proven himself too. Yeah, and the thing with Tyler Sagan and Taylor Hall, the 2010 NHL entry draft, it was kind of like this year's. You know, this year we had – it was either going to come down to Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. Same thing with 2010. It was either going to be Taylor Hall or, Tiger, or Tyler Sagan. Both – I think were very worthy players of the positions that they were drafted. Uh, it really could have gone either way. Now, obviously, Tyler Sagan, Taylor Hall, not the exact same points per game, but around there, Taylor, Tyler Sagan has 741 games played with 635 points. Uh, Taylor Hall, 627 games played, 563 points. So, obviously, both very worthy of the position that they were drafted. Number three of the NHL entry draft, yeah, Eric, Eric Branson from Florida, well, uh, defenseman. So, thoughts on Eric Branson? Uh, well, he's not really an offensive defenseman. You know, he's he's been in the league for, was it now, been 10 years. Solid, solid man on the blue line. Was he worthy of the third overall pick? Probably not. Looking at uh, the people behind him who were drafted, looking at Ryan Johansson, Jeff Skinner we got here in the first round, Cam Fowler, Vlad Tarasenko. I don't think he was worthy of a three pick. Obviously, Nick Bukestad too, Kevin Hayes, Kuznetsov. I mean, he was definitely not worthy of the three pick. But, you know, he's a solid defenseman in, in the league. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for someone to pick up, and the Florida Panthers, of course, but we're going to get to that later, talking about – um. Aaron Ekblad, they were in need of some defensemen earlier in the decade, so that's probably why they picked him up as a defenseman. Uh, weren't really looking for forwards in that draft. All right, now we move on to the 2011 entry draft. Number one, Edmonton again, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, I would say I would say this one. Uh, I mean, you look at his points production. He has 604 games played and 443 points. Was he worthy of one pick? I don't know. I, I think the the next draft, Edmonton got it wrong. But I think they, they did a solid job in picking here at number one. 
don't know what what you think. Uh, he. I'm looking at some of the other names in this draft, and obviously there are going to be people who are drafted in like the seventh round. Obviously Henrik Lundqvist, but that was before this decade. Henrik Lundqvist was drafted in the seventh round. He became one of the best NHL goalies that the NHL has ever seen. Now, uh, moving on to number two, Gabriel Landeskog, drafted by Colorado, number two overall, 2011, from the Kitchener Rangers. Now, I think that he was very worthy of the number two pick. I mean, you look at the points that he's put up. He has 460 points, 630, uh, 633 games. And also, he is playing alongside Nathan McKinnon, two guys that can obviously light the lamp. Uh, most of the time, it'll be Landis Gog setting him up. Nathan McKinnon lights the lamp. And honestly, that's just what a very good line would look like, would it not? Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Landis Cog has added something to Colorado that they didn't have for a while. And I think it I think uh, it took him a little while to get adjusted to the league. But after uh, hooking up with McKinnon and all the, the lethal threats they have at Colorado, he's uh, shined. Uh, number three from Florida, Jonathan Huberdeau, left winger from St. John Sea Dogs. Um, he has 437 points. In 536 games played. I think, now, I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but I think that he's probably one of the most underrated players in the NHL. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think it has to do with uh, where he plays. Uh, in oh, Florida, yeah. I obviously. mean, to be honest with you, uh, Florida, now let's be honest, isn't a team that is looked at a lot. They don't have no. a very large fan base. They probably have the smallest fan base in the entire NHL, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, that plays a part in it. I think if he played for a big market team or probably a Canadian team, Huberdeau would probably be one of the, the league's biggest stars. I mean, you look at his points per game production, like 536 games played and um, 437 points. It's just pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. So, I mean, he's always underrated down in Florida. Now, here we go with the 2012 entry draft. Uh, this is probably the biggest bust that we will be talking about this entire episode. Nail Yakupov drafted first overall by the Edmonton Oilers, coming from the Sarnia Sting right winger. In 350 games played, he has 136 points. Now, obviously, his rookie year, he... They were kind of like he put up some points. He's kind of like Jack Hughes is his, his rookie year. He put up some points, not really what they hoped for him to be. And then down down as the years went, he uh, he kind of fell off. Uh, what do you think about Nail Yakupov? Well, you could see it. Like he, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but uh, one of the famous draft interview he had. It was I think it was the worst draft interview like to date. And you could you could see from that draft interview this guy wasn't ready for the to step on the ice and really lead a franchise. I mean, Edmonton, they got, I would say they got their pick in 2011, right? Also a crazy coincidence that Edmonton got the number one pick back to back years. It, it yeah, it, it, there's been a conspiracy going around. It's whatever team Taylor Hall is on. You look at uh New Jersey devils when they had him one, the draft lottery twice and then Edmonton three times. Uh, now moving on to number two, Ryan Murray, Columbus. I don't think that he was worth second overall draft pick, a defenseman from the Everett Silvertips. Uh, he has 347 games played, 110 points. 
Now, the thing is, yes, he's a defenseman. I think he's a very solid defenseman. I don't think he's a number two overall defenseman. What do you think? Uh, I don't think I really don't think defensemen should be picked this early in the draft. I think if you know the defenseman's a sure thing, like a, a Kale McCarr or a Heiskanen, uh, like they should be picked that early. But Ryan Murray, I probably have the doubts. I mean, it's not like he's like terrible. It's not like he's a now Yakupov and he's out of the league already. He's a still solid defenseman playing for Columbus. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Murray, the thing, I'm not calling him a bust by any means. He was definitely worth being drafted first round. I just don't know about number two overall. Uh, moving on to the third pick of the 2012 draft, we got Alex Galchenyuk drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, center coming from the Sarnia Sting in the OHL. 549 games played, 320 points. I think that he was worth, definitely, without a question, first round pick. Uh, number three, I don't really know because, to be honest with you, you look at the other people that were drafted in the 2012 entry draft. You got Matt Dumba, very solid defenseman. Morgan Riley, again, a very solid defenseman. Oh, a lot of Berg. defensemen, yeah, a lot of defensemen were drafted <laughs> this round, actually. Truba, Truba. Um, yeah, you got Truba, you got Tom Wilson. Shea. So I don't know if Galchenyuk should have went third overall, but he's definitely worth a first round pick. What do you think? Yeah, he he definitely has a skill. Um, obviously, is he on Montreal? I always forget. He got traded, right? Yeah, he got traded to Arizona, I believe, right? I think so. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's undersized. I think that's a lot. That maybe that was the reason he went three. But I mean, I would take him over Murray and Yakupov uh, in, in terms of their redrafting uh, for sorts. Honestly, the if the twenty twelve entry draft were to be done over and then like we could have seen what the players would turn out to be, it would be in a completely different order, to be honest with you. Oh, definitely. The top 10 picks, I only see a couple of them really that have made a, a splash impact in, in the league. Uh, you guys are listening to the Tri-State Power Play on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Uh, we have not yet been informed by Anchor, who makes this podcast, who creates this podcast, uh, that we have been on Apple Podcasts yet, but you will be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts very, very soon. Uh, Once again, you're talking with Ian Massaro and Joshua Rubenstein. Now, we are going to move on to the 2013 entry draft. Number one pick by the Colorado Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon, center from the Halifax Mooseheads in the QMJHL. Uh, 525 games played, 495 points. Now, this is probably one of the very deserving first overall picks that I think we've seen so far going through these. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Uh, you look at the points per game production, obviously he's, he's close to one points per game. I think uh, he came on the scene in the playoffs of a uh, 2014 year, had, had that great goal where he broke someone on the Wilds defense. I don't remember – who he broke, but he broke his ankles, and then everyone knew who he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was in the uh, 2014 playoffs. That was his rookie year, was it not? Yes, it was. And yeah. he, broke, he broke his ankles, and everyone's like, who's this kid? And it's Nathan McKinnon, obviously, he, he's been linked to Crosby, being that I think they're from the same town or the same area in Canada. So, I mean, Crosby's always known McKinnon, and yeah. Uh, going to number two pick, Florida, Alexander Barkov. Uh, once again, 
I think, uh, one of the most underrated players in the NHL, a center from the Tapra Tampere, from the SM Liga. 479 games played, 407 points. Now, obviously, and we discussed this same thing with Jonathan Huberdeau, him being on Florida, I don't think that he's being looked at as much as he should be. Putting up points that he does. And honestly, I think that the Florida team is honestly, he's a role model there, is he not? Yeah, I think so. And, and you look at the penalty minutes. Uh, I, I don't really look, usually look at the penalty minutes, but he's got 84 penalty minutes in his whole career. and He's been in the league probably for a good six years now. I mean, that's pretty insane, to be honest with you. It is. I mean, he's not, yeah, he's not that kind of gritty player that would eat up penalty minutes. He's a... Uh, what you would say a point getter in in that he just doesn't he doesn't go for penalties i mean if he absolutely has to step up and you know stand up for his team uh he definitely would because like i said he has that leader potential with him but no they just look up to him to get points and they depend on him and that's what you would want out of a second overall pick now um, and I, I would think he's also if you're looking at a typical power forward you want to model a power forward i think barkov is like who you want to model after Exactly. The way he uses his size inside the net too, inside the crease area. Uh, drafted third overall, 2013 entry draft. Drafted by Tampa Bay, Jonathan Druin, a left winger from the Halifax Mooseheads in the queue. Uh, 349 points, or 209 points in 349 games played. Uh, you know, you look at the other names in this draft, I think maybe... He should have been drafted a little bit later, not really third overall, but he's still someone who uh, obviously he's not with the Tampa Bay Lightning anymore. But uh, the teams that he's played for, uh, they have looked up to him. They have depended on him to get points. What do you think about Jonathan Drewen? Uh, obviously, he's had his issues. Um, I think in Tampa Bay, he had some type of, I forgot what it was, but I remember there was an issue surrounding him uh, in Tampa Bay, and obviously – uh, he hasn't been able to stay on the ice. You look at the gains played compared to the people around him, people drafted around him like Barkov and uh, the next pick, Seth Jones and Elias Lindholm and Sean Monaghan. They've been able to really stay on the ice. It looks like Druin has been really injury-prone in 349 gains played, but he has good uh, points production, uh, I guess. Uh, I doubt, looking at the names in this draft, uh, that he would be number three, but yeah. Uh, all right, we are now moving on to the 2014 entry draft. Number one pick by the Florida Panthers, Aaron Ekblad, a defenseman from the Barry Colts in the O, 458 games played, 212 points. All those stats for a defenseman, you find that obviously points are going to be lower. I mean, it doesn't really take that much of a brain to know that. Uh, the way I see Aaron Ekblad... He is a very, very solid defenseman. He can put up points, although that's not really what he does. Uh, he's basically just a great all-around defenseman. I think he was definitely deserving of a number one pick. Well, first-round pick. I'm not sure about a number one pick. This was probably a very weak draft. I mean, you look at the names. Uh, Dylan Larkin, by the way, was drafted this year. 15th overall by Detroit. I think out of everyone in this draft, he should have been... Look at Poster- Posternock was 25. I think he should... Well, yeah, I mean, this draft, this is a very interesting draft. They have names all the way down the list that I think if GM's obviously known what they would have been like, they would have drafted them earlier. But Aaron Ekblad, not a bad first overall pick. What do you think? 
Uh, definitely not. I mean, but I, I really, if you got the one pick, I'm not really looking for a defenseman, to be honest with you. I mean, there have been drafts in the past where uh, the teams have taken goalies like the Islanders and Di Pietro. Well, that didn't really work out well, right? I mean, yeah. it sucked. <laughs> uh, number two, Buffalo Sabres drafted Sam Reinhardt, a center in Kearney Ice in the WHL. 400 games played, 255 points. Uh, I don't know about this decision. What do you think, Josh? No, uh, Sam Reinhardt. I mean, you always think of Eichel up in Buffalo and uh, never Reinhardt. Uh, never, you never think of Reinhardt because he hasn't just been producing. I mean, look, his solid, his points have been solid, but it's like you never hear Reinhardt producing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like we're, obviously we're not saying he's nowhere near a bust. He's not that. He's not that bad. He he has had some of his you know darker years. Obviously, a center only getting. 255 points in 400 games played. It's not really what you want, but um, I think he was deserving of a first round, maybe second round pick, but I don't know about second overall. No, definitely not. I mean, he he puts up solid point numbers, I'll tell him that, but I mean, number two, I mean, you look at some of the names in this draft, uh, not, it hasn't been that deep. It's not that deep, but I think people definitely could have been picked over it. Number three, third overall by the Edmonton Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl, a center from the Prince Albert Raiders in the W. Uh, 422 games played, 422 points. Uh, point yeah. per game, exactly. Now, in his earlier years in the NHL, he obviously wasn't producing as much. Uh, then Connor McDavid, as you'll see in the next year we go to in 2015, when he came along, he was playing alongside Leon Dreisaitl, and they just kept setting each other up. The chemistry there is insane. What do you think about the third overall pick, Leon Dreisaitl? Well, they got that one right, because obviously the one points per game is insane at, at the amount of games uh, him and he's played in the league. I mean, 422 games and 422 points is Absolutely insane, and this year he was lighting up the lamp with the second behind McDavid in points. Yeah, and I also find this interesting. He was drafted as a center. They used him as a center for quite some time, and then when McDavid came along, uh, they just decided to put Dreisaitl on wing with McDavid as center and then just see, see how that worked, and boom, you got probably one of the best duos in the league. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how this pick would have worked out if Edmonton was never able to get McDavid. That's an interesting thing. Like people could look into. Well, would Dreisaitl have uh, been the player that he became uh, without McDavid? Probably not. He probably would have had less points per game, but that's still not discounting. He's a great player. Yeah, he definitely is. I think that uh, I don't think they really knew how good he was going to be until McDavid came along, and I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, McDavid brings out the best on his line. You see that with the best players in the league, though. They bring out the best in their linemates. All right, we are closing in on perhaps the best draft class in the past decade, maybe the past two decades even, at least that I've seen in my lifetime, the 2015 NHL draft. Are we even going to have to talk about the first overall pick? I mean, we're going to have to talk about him, but I don't think he's worth mentioning. I think everybody knows how insane he is. Drafted first overall by the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid from the Erie Otters in the OHL. A center, he was drafted at age 18 from Canada. 
351 games played, 469 points. Now, Josh, you can give your thoughts on him. I don't think we really need to touch on him too much. Uh, to even think there was a doubt at one point in 2015 that it was Eichel or McDavid, I mean, it was clearly McDavid. I mean, there was they were debating, you know, McDavid, Eichel. Well, I mean, everyone, it was a hot debate, but, I mean, obviously. Yeah, and Sabre Saber fans now can pretend that there was a doubt, but there wasn't a doubt. Jack Eichel, obviously, and we'll get to him in a second, but he he's good. He's not McDavid good. Oh, no, he's definitely good. I mean, the one knock uh, you can have with McDavid and Eichel, too, is that they, they have trouble staying on the ice. Obviously, McDavid had that freak injury in his rookie year, which uh, kind of ruined his season and uh, has been kind of been injured a little bit. But same with Eichel. But, I mean, that's the only knock you can put on these guys. Yep. Second overall pick we were just talking about him, drafted by the Buffalo Sabres, Jack Eichel from Boston University. Drafted at age 18, drafted as a center, 354 games played, 337 points. Obviously, an amazing second overall pick. I think probably the right pick, to be honest with you. Maybe Mitch Marner could have been drafted there, but they didn't really think that he was going to be as good as he was back in 2015. Uh, What do you think about how Jack Eichel's done? I similar to McDavid. I mean, he hasn't put up the points per game as McDavid. He's not as good as a player, but... Uh, I think he's a star, and I think if Buffalo wants to make the playoffs, he's got to step up even more. He steps up right now, but uh, in order for Buffalo to start consistently getting back to the playoffs, which they were uh, in the early 2000s and 90s with Hasek, uh, I think uh, they're going to need Eichel to step up. All right, third overall pick in the 2015 NHL entry draft, drafted by the Arizona Coyotes, Dylan Strom, a center from the Erie Otters once again. 164 games played, 105 points. How do you think he's been doing? Uh, he has not had the best career. I don't think he's even the best Strom brother, to be honest. Uh, if you guys don't know, there's Dylan Strom, Brian Strom. And am, am I missing another Strom? Well, here's the thing about Ryan Strom, and we've talked about this on the last episode. I don't think, and obviously he's on the Rangers right now, but I don't think that he would be putting up the points that he's putting up if he wasn't on the Rangers. Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. And I, I don't want to get off topic. I just wanted to mention that because you look at Ryan Strom's points and you must think that he's good. He's good, but eh, it's because of the team he plays on. Now, going back on Dylan Strom, main topic of right now, uh, Yes, I agree with you. I don't think he was what they were hoping for him to be. He's still pretty decent, has a decent points per game, but as a center, that's not really what you want. And look at look at the games played, too. He hasn't, to the first and the second pick on the draft, he hasn't even come close. Yeah. Only 164 games played, which is not what you want, uh, obviously, five seasons later. Now, um, usually, I'm, I don't usually go to the fourth overall pick. I'm probably not going to go to the fourth overall pick ever again this episode. But I do want to talk about the fourth overall pick. Drafted fourth overall in the 2015 entry draft by the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mitch Marner, a center from London in the OHL. Uh, 300 games played, 291 points. Now, his rookie year, he wasn't putting up as many points, I don't think. But then, you know, once uh, Matthews started to, you know, get his swagger on, if you will, uh, started to set up Marner. when Once they were on the same line, that's when they started to put up as many points. It's kind of the same thing with the mcdavid Drysidle complex, don't you think? Yes, uh, but I think McDavid and Drysidle are obviously way better, but I think Marner uh, has 
satisfied the media out in Toronto. I mean, look at 300 games played and 291 points is it's pretty damn good. I mean, to be honest, that's almost a point per game. Um, and he he has formed a connection with Matthews. Obviously, they're like I think they're buddies off the ice too. So I mean, that's good, and he's lived up to the expectations. Now, moving on to the 2016 NHL entry draft. This was, I think, in my opinion, a close second to probably one of the best draft classes. Uh, I still think 2015 is the best, but you do have a lot of big-name players that were drafted in 2016. First overall by the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, a center from the Swiss A-League. 282 games played, 285 points. Uh, obviously, we don't have to talk much about him. Everybody knows what he's been doing, the amazing things. But what do you see in him? Uh, I see an all-around scorer. Came in the league, four goals, first game. Insane. Obviously, it helped him. Uh, he, instead of, I don't know if you guys knew, but he actually missed the 2015 draft. I think it was by three days. Yeah, it was. You know how insane? It was insane if because he was born three days earlier. All of a sudden, you have uh, McDavid, Eichel, and Matthews in that draft class. That would be the best draft class of probably all time. But anyway, going back to the 2016 draft, uh, Matthews decided, obviously, he had that extra year. He was older than everyone. So instead of going to college to play or to the OHL or juniors, wherever, he went to Switzerland. Uh, I think that was the right decision for him to play with uh, grown men in the Swiss League. Maybe he could have gone to Sweden, probably a better league. But, you know, still, it doesn't really matter. He puts up over one point per game. So, he's all-around amazing player. Drafted number two by the Winnipeg Jets, Patrick Laine. And, you know, same thing with the 2015 draft. People were, you know, saying, oh, who's going to be drafted first overall, Patrick Laine or Austin Matthews? I think that, once again, like the previous draft year, Austin Matthews probably most likely – we're going to use the word definitely at this point – definitely – worth the first overall pick. Patrick Laine is good. He uh I wouldn't say he's amazing. He's had some he's had some down years. He went through he went through a sophomore slump his second year in the NHL. But uh Josh, what do you think about Patrick Laine? Uh people were comparing him to like the next Ovechkin. He definitely has a shot to do that. I mean Oh yeah, the greatest thing about Patrick Laine's game is his shot, definitely. But continue your thought. Uh, I mean, people are comparing him to an Ovechkin. Is he Ovechkin? Not as prolific goal scorer as Ovechkin, but, you know, these next couple of years, he could be probably one of the best competing for the Rocket Richard. Uh, obviously, when Ovechkin starts to die down a little bit, uh, who knows if he will, but he obviously should be competing for the Rocket Richard uh, for the, the greatest goal scorer because he his shot on the power play, it's like Ovechkin gets in the circle, he rips it, He's got a terrific wrist shot, too. So, a great pick. And I think this debate was closer, though, than 2015. Yeah. In terms of one and two. Uh, third overall by the Columbus Blue Jackets, Pierre-Luc Dubois. A center from the Cape Branton Screaming Eagles in the queue. 234 games played, 162 points. Not a bad first overall pick, or third overall pick, excuse me. But you do look at the other names in the draft, this was probably a really good draft class. I mean, I'm looking at the other names right now. We got Charlie McAvoy. We got uh, Clayton Keller, Matthew Kachuk. I think Kachuk. that uh, maybe for this draft class, third overall wasn't the place for him. But definitely in the average draft, no. third overall was probably a good place for him. What do you think? 
I know. I, th- I think he deserved the third overall pick. I think it just took him longer to get in the league because I think he had to actually develop his game uh, more than Matthews and Line A, and I think uh, it took him longer. But, I mean, you look at the points uh, in Columbus he's put up the past two seasons, been pretty good. So, um, I think he was worthy. I mean, you look at the next pick, Edmonton completely bombed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. They They do that a lot. Edmonton's front office is yeah. not really known for making wise decisions. I mean, they only got McDavid right because he was one. So, I mean, you couldn't go wrong with that. All right. Now we're going to move on to the 2017 NHL entry draft. Drafted first overall by the New Jersey Devils, Nico Heischer, a center from the Halifax Mooseheads in the queue, 209 points in 135 or 209 games played 135 points excuse me so he last few seasons he has been a 40 50 point getter not really what you would be looking for in a first overall pick though what do you think no definitely not i mean i think he may he may have needed more time to develop i think if because obviously these past two years he's been putting up solid numbers and maybe He'll get better as uh, maybe the Devils acquire more young, better players. Obviously, we're not we're we're both Ranger fans, so we're not going to say he's a bust because he's not. I mean, he's solid points production. He's he's not a bust. He's definitely not a bust. But is he the worthy of a number one pick? No, probably maybe top ten, not number one. Yeah, and uh, the same thing with this draft. Uh, that we've seen in the past two drafts. It was going to come down to either Nolan Patrick or Nico Heischer. Nolan Patrick, actually, everybody thought that he was going to be the first overall pick. More people thought it was going to be Nolan Patrick rather than Nico Heischer. And then they saw, you know, in the leagues that he's played and he was getting injury prone and, uh, you know, he was losing his swagger a little bit. So that's why New Jersey made the decision they did. So that now brings us to the second overall pick, the 2017 entry draft. Nolan Patrick drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers a center from the Brandon Wheat Kings out of the W. 145 games played, 61 points. Ugh. What do you think, Josh? Well, obviously, uh, there was a span, I think, last year where he was actually per- putting up pretty good numbers, and, and then he ran into uh, concussion issues, which is tough because you don't want anyone to run into those, and that obviously ruined It's probably going to ruin his game forever, to be honest, when he had such bad concussions that it's kind of hard to recover. And he definitely, at this point, being that he's so injury-prone and really can't produce, definitely wasn't worthy of the number two pick. And Philadelphia, obviously, right now is a pretty good team with, uh, without him. So who knows if he's going to ever come back and be the same. Very good point there. Now, number three, third overall from Dallas, Miro Heiskanen, defenseman from SM Liga, 150 games played, 68 points. Uh, obviously a defenseman, you know, you don't expect him to put up many points. So the stats aren't really surprising to me, but third overall pick, I don't really know about that one. What do you think? No, I, I think he's a pretty good, pretty good player. He came right into the league and it was a, just a solid man for Dallas on the blue line. Uh, you know, you look at three and four, I think if you're looking hindsight, I think they picked the wrong defenseman. Obviously my car was picked. Like Fourth next. overall, yeah. So, yeah. So, they I think they picked the wrong defenseman in that case. Well, it, it's different though because Heiskanen came like to the league immediately. McCarr had to wait a couple of years, 
So that's kind of different. They were looking for the immediate impact probably, and they got it. So you want me? Pretty solid you want me to be honest with you? I think that for first overall, the New Jersey Devils should have picked uh, Elias Pettersson. They weren't really a need for a defenseman. Otherwise, I would have said Kiel McCarr. But Elias Pettersson, the Devils obviously were looking for a center. That's why they picked Nico Heischer. But uh, Elias Pettersson, I think, would have been the way to go. Obviously, they didn't know back then that Elias Pettersson was going to put up the amount of points that he did. But I still would have won with that decision. In hindsight, yes. But, I mean, when everyone was talking about prospects, it was Nico Heischer, Nico Heischer, Nico Heischer. I mean, it was kind of... Sometimes you get swayed in by the media. It's like you have to. Take well, yeah, I mean, the, the obvious issue with drafts in all sports is yes, a player looks good now. How is he going to do in the biggest league in the world? I think I think when you you interview players, you have to look at their personality, see if they can handle uh, the questions being asked. Obviously, you look at Yakupov; he couldn't even handle a draft interview. So I, <laughs> I, that should have been a turn on for Edmonton. Um, why they shouldn't draft him? Uh, I mean, he sure seems professional, seems like a team player. I mean, I think sometimes you got to take the player that you think has the most potential, not the player that's just ready right now. Like, you give them a couple of years and they'll be like an Ovechkin or a Crosby or a Malkin, something like that. All right. Now, for the 2018 entry draft, uh, we got number one, Buffalo Sabres drafted Rasmus Dahlin, a defenseman from Frolunda HC. Uh 141 games played, 84 points. I think he was pretty deserving of first overall pick. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. He's a generational blue line talent. Obviously, 84 points in 141 games. It's really good for a defenseman, actually. Uh, And he helps Buffalo, and hopefully he'll lead Buffalo to the playoffs, which is something they haven't been in a while. Uh, Drafted number two, second overall from Carolina, Andrei Svechnikov. Right winger from the Barry Colts in the O, 150 games played, 106 or 98 points. I was looking at his penalty minutes there. Um, obviously, you know, he is a very good player. He was actually the first player who was born, this is a fun fact, the first player who was born in the 2000s to ever score an NHL goal. Little fun fact there. Uh, I think he can make some dumb decisions sometimes, as we've seen in the playoffs a year or two ago trying to fight Ovechkin. I have no idea why he would attempt that, but (laughs) But, uh, I don't know who would, who would want to fight Ovechkin. Maybe Biz Nasty. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, Or Ryan Reeves. That would be a close fight. I don't know. I still think Ovechkin would take that. Can we we get a rematch of Reeves and Biz Nasty? I I heard there may be a rematch. I would love to see that. But, um, Andrei Svechnikov, I think overall, he was a good second overall pick. Uh, what do you think? He's definitely got the potential. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely got the you got to remember, like, as we're closing in, obviously, 2018, he's still very young. So you got to see how he, how he does. But, um, no, I think overall, pretty good decision by Carolina. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you could see with the lacrosse, the, the Michigan, is that what it's the called? Michigan, the Michigan, yeah. The move, that's what. He he's really one of the first players to do that in a while, or just in general. So I mean, you obviously see he's got the talent, and obviously Carolina uh, is a good young and up and coming team. So I think uh, they'll be in the playoffs consistently to come. Uh, third overall, 
from Montreal, Jesperi Kakaniemi, a center from SM Liga, 115 games played, 42 points. Now, he's the thing that I see about him, he's hot and cold. He has amazing games or he has absolutely crappy games. What do you think? Yeah, uh, seems like he's kind of undersized, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, the ki- people in Montreal see his potential. I think a lot of us see his yeah, potential. Yeah, and like I said, with, like like I said with Svech, he, they're still young. You got to give him some time. Yeah, true. Uh, but obviously, he may help Montreal in the future, but I think uh, it might have been the wrong pick. I think uh, the pick below him or after him, you could say, uh Brady Kachuk, I think he probably was worthy of this three pick. Yeah, I think, yeah, I could see that. I think that, uh, to be honest with you, they're kind of even. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it could have really gone either way. But uh, Kakaniemi going third was the way it went. And so, my, it's kind of, it's it's too early to judge a lot of these. Yeah, that's why, like, as we're closing in on 2019, on the, on the 2019 draft, I think that these players we're going to see, you know, they haven't really been putting up that many points, but you still got to give them time. They're still getting used to the NHL. Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of them are putting up the points, like Darlene. He's putting up insane numbers for a defenseman. And uh, Shvestikov, I can never say his name, is putting up pretty solid points for Carolina and – Obviously, the other, the only other one who's putting up points is Kachuk and Quinn Hughes, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, the rest of them are still in the AHL or still their junior level or in college development. All right, now the 2019 NHL entry draft. This is going to be the last draft we talk about, obviously, because 2020 hasn't happened yet. But uh, first overall by the New Jersey Devils, Jack Hughes, a center from the USHL. Uh, 61 games played, 21 points. I don't really... Because I'm a Rangers fan, I don't think I'm fit to talk about this because I think my bias is going to get in the way. And I know you're a Rangers fan too, but we're going to have to. Um, In one word, I wouldn't say he's a bust, but we talked about this on the last episode. I don't think he's what the Devils expected him to be. No, and I think I think there were cons- I don't I don't know why people weren't more concerned about his size. I mean, he's so oh he undersized. gets ragdolled like every game. It's just he's so undersized that I mean I don't see why people they're like oh he's got the talent the stick handling yeah he definitely does but he's just so undersized compared to really everyone else on the ice that he probably could have used another year to develop his game in the AHL or at college. Yeah, uh, drafted second overall by the New York Rangers, Capo Caco from TPS Turku in the SM Liga, 66 games played, 23 points. Uh, kind of the same thing with Jack Hughes. He's not what we really wanted him to be, but he has uh, shown some potential. I think, I think, I think the difference between him and Hughes, though, is that Kako is kind of already the size of many NHL players, and uh, I think that won't be a problem for him, like yeah. in terms of hitting and and I, I and he's all around team player. I think he kills penalties, goes on the power play. I don't think does Hughes kill pe- penalties. No, I don't think so. Wrong. I think that Capo so Kako, I think, 
uh, considering he's already played with, you know, grown men uh, out in uh, out with TPS Turku in the SM Liga, I think that helps him a lot. So I don't think it's a matter of he's got to bulk up. I think it's just a matter of, you know, he has to get used to the pace that the NHL has played. Well, obviously, you know, being Ranger fans and watching him a lot, it, it seems like he has the chances. Just I think he wasn't just – he wasn't really confident this year. I think next year, uh, depending on the line they put him on, he probably should be on the line with either Zibanejad or Panarin. So, obviously, being on the line with one of them will help his points per game. Obviously, this year he was on third line, I believe, with two other rookies or two other young players. So, that didn't really help his development. But – if he gets put on a higher line with the Rangers, which he obviously can and earn, um, he can obviously point more points up and he can put more points up on his own as he learns the NHL. Uh, moving on to the third overall pick in the 2019 NHL entry draft. Drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks, Kirby Dock, a center from the Saskatoon Blades in the W. 64 games played, 23 points. Uh kind of the same thing i mean like i said because this is the last year that we've had the draft you still have to wait and see what these players become and the thing with kirby doc is i see potential you look at there was he had an amazing rush when the blackhawks were playing the ducks this past season just went through the entire team got a shot off on net. he definitely has that potential to be this great yeah, NHL player, does. what do you think? Uh, similar to the first three, all three of these guys can turn into great NHL players if they can become physical and learn the NHL speed. Uh, it's a matter of them developing. Obviously, it's too early. I mean, you can't just give one year to someone. They're not these three guys aren't like a McDavid or an Eichel or some past prior first round first overall picks. Uh, I think there's definitely people um, can. There's definitely people that they can be compared to. I think I can compare Capocacco to kind of like a, a more power forward, so like a Barkov, right? You could say that. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think gonna... that uh, Capocacco. He's definitely he's definitely going to be some type of player like I don't know Alexander Barkov. Hughes, uh, Hughes. A lot of people compare to Kane because um, his handles. Uh, he could turn into Kane. That's not out of the question. Um, and obviously you watch more Kirby Doc, so you can tell me like what he may turn into. I think that Jack Hughes play style is that of Kane's, but obviously he doesn't have that type of swagger yet. He doesn't have the type of confidence. He doesn't have that type of build. He doesn't really have the skill set yet, but that is what his play style is. Yeah, definitely. Like. And I don't know what, what you think of Doc. Do you, what do you think he can come into? Um, honestly, I would say like Kane as well. Like I said, he's able to get the puck. He can go coast to coast. Like I was just talking about his rush against the Ducks. That was pretty insane. And by the way, for those listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up Kirby Doc rush against Anaheim Ducks. It'll blow your mind. Um, but yeah, I would say Kane as well. Now, the thing with Capocacco that we were just talking about. I think that he will turn into some type of Alexander Barkov. He's not really a dipsy doodler, but he can, you know, get fancy at times. You saw with his goal against the Stars in, like, the second-to-last game of the season. He absolutely faked out Dallas's entire defensive line. 
and then just put the puck in the back of the net. He had the puck from behind the net, faked like he was going around the other side, came back on the backhand, tucked it into the wide open net. That was insane. So he can, he does have the skill set to do stuff like that. I just don't think that that's his play yeah, style. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you can't really say any of these guys are bust, or you can't say anything yet because you don't know the other players in the draft. There's only, I'm looking at the NHL totals for some of these guys. It seems like there's only been five players who've been playing in the league. So out of the draft class, about 212. So you can't say, like, oh, like, I should have picked him over him. In five years, when you revisit this draft, you can make those uh, discussions. Yeah. Uh, We are closing in on the 45-minute mark, which is probably where we will have to end. Obviously, a shorter show today, considering that Ryan cannot be with us here for this show today. But like I said, you can be sure that he'll be here with us for the next episode coming out within the next few days. Um, Well, this has been the Tri-State Power Play. Today, we discussed all of the draft picks, all of the top three draft picks for each of the draft years. And um, we hope to see you soon. I'm Ian Massaro. That's Joshua Rubenstein. And have a good day.